What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. What are we waiting for? The ice to freeze? I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. Kevin's not here, but welcome to Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We got a much better replacement for Kevin. We have actress Susan Chambers on the line here. Susan, thanks for being here. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, no problem. So, uh, you're originally from Minnesota. You were a, a stand-in in D2 and then went on to become a full-fledged actress. A uh, lot to go through here, but just how do you first get into acting? Well, uh, my mother was in theater, so she was always trying to talk me into taking acting lessons or audition for a play. And I finally did in college, and I loved it. And then... A few, it took me a few more years to get the guts up to start going for it. So I had actually just moved back from LA when I did Mighty Dex 2, I think. I I can't remember exactly which one came first. (laughs) But because uh, I've gone back and forth a few times. You originally from Minnesota, and then you went out to Los Angeles? Yes, I uh, I wanted to, I was a flight attendant, they opened a base up, and I thought it was perfect timing, so I went out there. I wanted to take better acting classes, and get a bit, an agent out there, and, and I'll, you know, try to get the ball rolling. Hmm. So, I took classes with, um, Drew Carey was in my acting class, now he's the Price is Right guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Was he any good at acting class back then? He was just always funny. I think he was supposed to be serious, but we were all laughing at his scenes. He's a funny guy. That's what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I like, what is the process? Obviously, you make the decision, and then, uh, I mean, it's pretty difficult just to sort of break in there. Like, how did you actually sort of get that first break and get into some actual films well back then uh minnesota had a really big uh uh like a snow bait for uh companies to come in and and get a um you know a nice rebate for having their film there so we had you know a lot of big films coming through you know with arnold schwarzenegger and um i was in one where i was a game show hostess in a tv show called lucky day with uh, uh, Olivia Dukakis and Chloe Webb and Amy Manigan. Uh, I was in another one. Connie Selica was in it called uh, She Led Two Lives. And um, there were a lot of really good ones going through back then. And then it, then it went away. <laughs> <laughs> but Mighty Dax was one of those ones that came through there. And... Um, my agent called me. I had a few agents in Minneapolis, and one called me and asked me to be a stand-in. And I had dark red auburn hair back then. Yes, 
I had moved back. Now that I'm thinking of it, <laughs> I didn't change my hair color till after I moved back from L.A. So I had recently moved back from L.A. And they asked me to do this. My friend was working on, was an assistant um, AD, you know, assistant director on it. And um, so I took the job and it was great. Yeah. So what... I was a stand-in for Catherine Herb. <laughs> what does being a stand-in actually entail? Like, what are you doing on a, a given day on set there? Uh, uh, standing there where the main actress will stand so they can measure uh, everything and line it up. And then all she has to do is jump in and do her, her, her thing, <laughs> do her lines. So there was a stand-in for Emilio Estevez and there was a stand-in for Catherine Herb. And um, if I wasn't doing that, I was skating around with the hockey players or sitting in the stand because Catherine Herb also stood, sat in the stand and watched the games. So if they were filming the back of her head, it probably was me. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> and, and so... Um... Uh, you um had you done stand-in work before? I know you'd, you'd been in some films, TV shows before, you know, in, in small roles, or um, you know, was this your first experience with that specific type of uh, a role in a film? Actually, I had uh, I had bigger roles before uh, Mighty Ducks, but I yeah, I'm, I'll take anything that sounds <laughs> fun, you know. <laughs> so I worked on that for I don't know three weeks, a month. Something like that. I got to know everybody. It was really fun. I skated around with Emilio Estevez, you know, and some of the uh, well-known hockey players. It was great. Is Emilio any good as a skater? Yeah, he was pretty good. And they had brand new uh, hockey skates for us to use, so that was really nice. And um, we, we all went out to, in the end, you know, had fun. It was great. Melee was great. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> and so you you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you'll you'll do anything in your encounters as, as <laughs> well, an actress. Not anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your encounters as, as an actress, do you you know do you feel like everyone kind of really has to start you know from the ground up and do you think people have the right mindset of I have to pay my dues and you know what have you kind of seen over the years of, of how you know, young actors approach it? Because I imagine there are probably some people who think, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to get noticed and I'm going to make it right away. Uh, people, yeah, you have to pay your dues. And you know more when you finally get there if you do pay your dues. Um, if people have fame too quickly, they'll blow it. Um, they'll go to their, either go to their head or they'll just blow their big chance, I think. I mean, uh, looking back, there's there's like little levels that you kind of go up on. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you do something, every time you take a class, every time you, you know, you just kind of, you're kind of moving up that little actor's ladder. And I think it's really important to move up, you know, that mm-hmm. way. And a lot of people go out there and they think they're going to make it. It takes three to six years to start um, getting good roles 
out there because you got to get to know all the casting directors and it's really hard. And you, I mean, there's non-union work, but you, you have to, if you want that union work, you, it's hard to get that SAG card. You know, I, I got, I was lucky. I actually, um, what qualified to get my SAG card actually before I did Mighty Ducks, I had, I had a speaking role in a indie film in, in LA, uh, where I was a nurse in a delivery room and, and, uh, I had upgraded from an extra to a speaking role and I, I was just really lucky and I, I didn't join right away. I waited 26 years to join. I just wanted to make sure I was, had enough under my belt. You know, if you join too quickly, you're not going to get those roles because you're up against big people and you got to, you know, bigger people and you need to, um, you need to ace it when you're in the audition room, you know, really important. It's a whole like strategic level of acting I never considered before here. <laughs> and the audition room is another whole thing you need to learn. It's different than being on the set really i think so moving back to the mighty like when you're a stand-in is there stuff you sort of take from that experience and apply it to being an actress moving forward is there stuff you can take just from being the the stand-in oh sure you you watch them all set up all the cameras and watch the you know the main actors doing their lot you know doing their scenes and uh the whole setup process and uh there's some valuable stuff that you learn just doing that you know um and, and being comfortable in front of the camera really important or you'll just be stiff uh i learned a lot I learned I learned not to um, ask the um, assistant director to bring my breakfast burrito in. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the they had a truck, you know, where you mm-hmm. get your breakfast burrito. And there's another guy standing there getting his breakfast burrito, and I, um, they ran and said, "Get on set right now." And I turned to the other guy and go, "Will you bring my burrito on?" <laughs> and the the uh, PA yanked me away and said, do you know who you just asked to bring your breakfast burrito in? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and uh, so it was the big joke. After that, the director would come up to me in the morning and go, Sue, do you want to bite my breakfast? <laughs> you know, so I got to go, Steve Brill, um, yeah, Steve yeah. Brill, do well. And and uh, actually, when I, I was an extra in... Um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called, uh, it was the one where he has to get the toy for, um, uh, Jingle All Christmas. the Way. Jingle All the Way. And that director that I asked to bring the breakfast burrito in was the assistant director on that one. So <laughs> that, I, you know, that was really fun. We laughed. But, um, I used to go out to LA a lot because I was a flight attendant and mm-hmm. I'd see Steve Brill. Uh, he'd show up at our parties you know, that my friend would have. My best friend was, uh, well, she was, uh, she was a reporter on the best damn sports show oh. back then. So then I kept running into Steve Brill. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> Very cool. And so um, kind of backing up a little bit, you know, you mentioned you kind of got into it late. And what was the decision like, you know, moving to, you said you were a flight attendant. So did you feel like I need to, like, I don't mind leaving Minnesota or I, I need to leave or, you know, and, and what ultimately brought you back? I needed to leave. Um, but, um, I came back to, uh, have a, my family, which was my daughter and Razor in Minnesota. Cause I just thought that was better. And I told her when I, um, when she grows up and goes to college that I'll be going back to LA, which I did. And, um, I did some fun films recently in the last seven years. Um, I've been doing all that. I'm just doing it at an older age, you know. Do you feel like, uh, you know, were there were there some some things that, you know, you you know really put on hold to you know to raise your family? And looking back, you know, those those choices that you made, you know, do you ever sit back and reflect and say like, I'm I'm glad I did that, or maybe I should have done something differently? I'm really glad I came back to Minnesota uh, to be with my family, you know, my parents and my sisters and raise my daughter. But uh, I just forgot about the age thing, you know, you know, getting old. (laughs) There's not a lot of roles now for older people um, like it is in the 20s and 30s of somebody's life. But I do the best I can and I just keep plugging away and I mean I got one where I was worked with Eric Roberts on a film that was on Netflix for four years so that was good it was it was a Christian film called um in the name of God and um I do a lot of faith-based films um but I I'll do mainstream too I was lucky to have a teeny little uh role in um how to be a Latin lover. They had, um, uh, oh God, no, I can't think. Christian Bell and um, Rob Lowe and Rob Cordry and uh, uh, um, Raquel Welch in it. So I was really lucky to work on that. And um, what else have I done? I just did that one that is going to come out soon that has Danny Trejo in it and Jesse Metcalf. Jesse Metcalf, Metcalf was in Dallas and he's been in uh, Desperate Housewives and he's been in, um, uh, oh God, what was that a teenage movie? Um, oh no, I can't think of it right now. And he, he's kind of known for that too and I can't think of it. But anyway, uh, I don't think I would have, if I wouldn't have done the training I had, um, I don't think I would have been ready to get the roles I have gotten. And I've just been really lucky so far. So, so I'm going back For to, um, go ahead. Sorry. For my age, I've been really lucky. So going back to Minnesota <laughs> and, and you, and you're the, uh, the stand in for, for Miss McKay, for Catherine Herb, you know, um, what do you remember most about, you know, being on, on set in terms of interacting with, with some of the, um, 
the people on set and not necessarily just the, the actors? Like, what was the atmosphere like uh, working on that movie? Um, a very professional, um, fun, but also, you know, um, the assistant director uh, always kept everybody in line, so it kept us <laughs> going the right way. Uh, it, it, it's, I have real positive um, memories from that and met a lot of people um, from Minnesota and from LA. Uh, it was a really good experience. It was really, really good experience. Were you familiar, yeah. were you familiar with the Mighty Ducks at all when, when you got this sort of offer to come on and be a standard? No, I thought it was a made-up team, and then and then I found out it was L.A. You know, it's more L.A. and mm-hmm. uh, it was cool. I thought it was really cool. And you know, Steve Brill was from Minnesota, so I think that's how, why he went back also to Minnesota. And so, were you a, a hockey fan at all? Yes, I was a hockey cheerleader in college. Um, my grandfather was from Canada and he was a professional hockey player and he was, he came down to Minnesota and he was on the, one of the original, you know, Minnesota teams. And he also was in Kansas and I, he might've been in, um, Milwaukee or Chicago too, but I can't remember, but he kind of went around a little bit, you know, like hockey players do. And he came back and settled here. So hockey was always in our um, family. My dad and I would play on the pond with all the boys in the neighborhood, and I'd just stand by the goal. My dad would do all the work and then hit the puck to me, and I'd hit it in. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to do a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what did you make of just the Mighty Ducks once once it was done and you actually went out and saw it? like what did what was that like? Just sort of seeing something you'd worked on that sort of became this big hit. Oh, it was really exciting. It was really fun to see, you know, all the people I, all the actors I met, you know, in this film, and see what Catherine did. You know, who I was her stand-in, just to watch her and 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 watching her while she did it, and watching her while it's on the screen. And same with Emilio Estevez and the other players, just to see it come to life after editing uh, on the screen was really fun. It's great. Yeah. So did you have much contact with Catherine? And obviously you're standing in and she just sort of swoops in. Like how much interaction was there between you two? Uh, she was really nice. Well, I probably talk to her every day, you know. Um. She acted pretty, you know, normal. She's really, really sweet. Really sweet. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She kind of came in, too. So, she, it, you know, when you come into a set and everybody's been there and then you come in for that week, that's that's hard to do because you have to, you know, create friends and with strangers when everybody else already kind of knows each other. It's, it's uh, She's really sweet. I don't. I do not remember one snobby or bad thing from her, oh, or from Emilio. Um, 
to be honest, or any of the players. They're all really good kids. That's that's good. I mean, have we, you uh, have you worked in films or, or movies where you were dealing with snobby people, and are you allowed to tell any of those stories? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, every once in a while, it's usually the newbies, the people that haven't been in there very long that are the snobbier ones, the ones that have been doing it for a while. They're, they're nice, usually nicer so far, <laughs> what I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you sort of move on and uh, have various different roles, as you said. You're sort of up for anything. The thing I, I'm interested in is the commercial acting. You've done all kinds of different things, bus lines and sober clinic and, and medical clinics and all kinds of stuff. Is there anything that you're just like, this is like super weird? Like, why are they advertising this? Is there any like products where you're just like, no? Oh, you mean like um, City Lips, the lip plumper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that I did that one in L.A. Uh, with a great makeup artist who made me look really good. <laughs> and uh, it, um, I didn't know a lot about the product, but they gave me samples after I did it, and it actually, it actually kind of works. So. <laughs> I felt pretty lucky to get that product. Um, that was a pretty funny one, though. If you want to know a weird one, mm-hmm. did you see the one where I was in the lab coat? In, is, did you see that one in my uh, reel where I'm in a lab yeah, coat? Yeah, I think so. That was for a medical uh, company. It was an industrial uh, commercial that, and um, down in, I think, in Atlanta. They had a huge, every year they have a huge, uh, you know, get together with all the medical companies. Mm-hmm. And these guys have, a, their uh, demo area is huge. And they made a full mannequin of me. And they paid $10,000 to have my head done at one of the biggest FX uh places in LA where they painted all this I had to breathe through straws out of my nose and they painted all this blue stuff all over my face um, so they could make a cast of my face with the exact hair color and the exact eye color and everything and I mean Johnny Depp was on the wall um, <laughs> the alien monsters were there the, I mean Orny Weaver was there, you know, in a man, man life-size mannequin there. So I felt pretty special to do that one. Yeah. That was my weirdest one, but <laughs> cool. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so did they just, like, they just kept this mannequin of you, or did you get to keep the mannequin? No, I never even got to see it. Oh. In real life. <laughs> I didn't go to their thing. I, I did the commercial, and then I did this mannequin. And um, I never really got to see a picture of the mannequin. So, so in theory, there's just this mannequin of you somewhere. Somewhere. In some closet now, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave, you know, uh, on the wall, they would take the cast. And they, you know, the famous people's cast would mm-hmm. be on the wall. Well, I'm not famous. So they gave me my cast. So I have it here. Oh. I, oh. On my wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
Yeah, so I mean, when you're when you're doing commercial acting, like how different is that from doing a a film or being a, sort of a stand-in and that kind of stuff? Like, how different of a just whole production is that? Oh, it's usually happy and smiling, and you know, know your lines, and and uh, you know, you're. I guess you're act sometimes acting, but it's not it's not as deep mm-hmm. as you're doing a, a film where you know I'm a more emotional I'm finding the character and what they're going through and how they're feeling and you know it's a lot uh, it's a bigger process that for a film um commercials are fun yeah I mean they're, they're both fun but <laughs> more carefree fun for mm-hmm. commercials as long as I know every I do my homework uh when I do a film I'm kind of in character a lot more on the set um, than doing a commercial. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just curious, what does your sort of daughter think of all this? That you raise her, then you say, "Hey, I'm moving and uh, going back into acting and uh, really <laughs> this world again." <laughs> uh, she's more of an introvert, and she's really, really smart and. Um, I try to get her, you know, I'll bring her to all the uh, you know, premieres and things like that that I go to. And every and she's been in two short films with me. I think because she's watched me all these years, uh, it's really easy for her to just do the character because <laughs> she's amazing, but it's not her thing. She'll mm-hmm. do it for me, but it's it's not really her thing. She's more of an introvert. She's she wanted to be a doctor. Now she's gonna. I think she's gonna be a coder for uh, games. Oh, what a switch! Yeah, I know. Well, I think she was doing the doctor thing for money, and now she's doing the coder thing because it's more her interest. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a common. I feel like that's a common thing. You go after everything. Uh, so we do this thing here called the quack question, where basically we ask people for questions, and then we try to answer them. So we asked we asked the people what questions they had for you. So Tommy has the quack question for you. Okay, and so this uh, comes on via Twitter from Keith Leong, whose uh, handle is uh, demand Sarah Keith. Um, this is just a short and simple one: is uh, Do you remember being in scenes that did not make the final cut? Yeah, yeah, well, I, you know, the back of my head or, you know, there were crowd scenes that I was supposedly going to be in. And I, because I looked like Catherine Herb, they could do that, you know, because I, I wasn't just a stand-in, I was her photo double also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a lot of those I didn't see on the final cut. Any of them mm-hmm. that you just remember now any any scenes that you remember that didn't make the final cut that stick out there was something in a doorway i just remember something in a doorway where it was the back of my head and uh it didn't make it didn't make the final cut but uh maybe she was walking into a room to see emilio something something like that that didn't make the final cut and uh, and then the crowd scene where I'm behind the, um, you know, where the players sit. 
uh, where maybe you could see me too well. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have a quick question. So when you're standing and and so like if you're if you're standing in for uh, the actor and you're talking to Amelia or whatever, or he's talking, he's, you know, acting, you know, so you see the back of your head. What well, like what are you doing? Are you like looking him in the eye, or or you know, are you basically trying to be exactly like you know Catherine, you know, and are you also like saying that you know her lines to you know to feed to Emilio so he's on cue and things like that? How, how what is like the process? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I suppose I I might have did I maybe twice I I did her lines um, at least for uh, rehearsal, you know, and then she jumped in. But uh, maybe I did her lines twice, and not, not not very often. She she loved to be there. She loved to mm-hmm. help with rehearsal and stuff. But um, maybe a couple times she was busy, you know, in the makeup truck or something, and I I did her lines. Can't really remember. I have in other ones, you know, um, you know, where I had to do the lines exactly like uh, someone because I was the photo double again, huh. back of their head. <laughs> and so I had to move exactly like they did, and I had to speak exactly like they did. So it looked the same. That was a TV show, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. I did that one. Oh. Anyway, um, I haven't done a lot of Shannon. I've probably done five. Huh. And now I'm start- I try to just do, uh, you know, speaking mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I do it for fun. Yeah. Is it like just awkward when they're like, "We have to get the back of your head, like just stand there, and we'll film around you." I had better hair than the lady, and first off, the ball they picked me because I had better. Hair. <laughs> oh, it doesn't get out too far. <laughs> really nice lady, though. I'm not going to say which character, but, uh, yeah. Oh, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> is it, up. is it awkward when they're just like stand there and we're oh. going to film the back of your head? Uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> I'm so used to being in front of the camera. I, I don't even, uh, it's, it's, um, second nature almost. I, uh, I'm on TV live every for the last 10 years for one of the uh, home shopping networks for oh. you know old lady wrinkle cream and <laughs> before and after. oh my gosh her guys are gone before and after you know all that stuff wow so that's not <laughs> real that's what you're saying that's devastating and that's live so i can't make a mistake when you're doing this this live uh, live show, were there ever any uh, like disasters or like you had to like think quick on your feet because something happened that wasn't correct? Uh, maybe not laughing, maybe making <laughs> sure I don't laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's lots of times where you, you just calmly pretend like that's what it was supposed to be, so, <laughs> you know. Or if they change cameras and you're looking at the wrong camera, you just slowly go to the other one like you meant to do it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, we... oh my gosh, my girlfriend worked for she the one that was the best damn sports show girl. She was also on CNN, and I'd fly down to Atlanta mm-hmm. to visit her, and she'd be like, "Susan, pretend you work here and walk walk in front of the camera." 
like, like you're studying something. We, we always say games like that. It's yeah. so funny. So did you get into a lot of CNN shots just in the background walking behind people? Heck yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Until I worked there, walking with a piece of paper, like a, like it was something really important. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, we are uh, running out of time, so if you want to find Susan in Stranger Company, is the name of the movie. It should come out soon. Is there is there any sort of estimated date it will be released there? I know that they are working on the final uh, color. They've edited it, and they've done all the sound, and everything's ready. I think they were just tweaking the color, mm-hmm. so it should be coming out really soon. The main actress, oh, God, oh I shouldn't even say her name because I can't think of it right now. Uh, she was in Bloodline, um, and she was my daughter, and I can't think of her name right now. Uh, but Danny Trejo and Jesse Metcalf are in it, and uh, T.C. Stallings, it's People know who T.C. Stallings is. He does a lot of faith-based films. Um, he's mm-hmm. very well known in in the uh, in that world. Um, but he, I think he was he was in well one of uh, one of the girls was in God's Not Dead too. One of the uh, T.C. Stallings was. I don't think he was in Courageous, but he was in another big one like that, like Courageous. Uh, go. You have to look him up on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that. I, I and... used to ice skate around the drink with Emilio. That was my biggest highlight um, <laughs> on Mighty Dex 2. Nice, nice. And, and awesome, awesome. So keep... hang out a little bit. Flirt. Mm-hmm. Flirt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did uh, anything happen okay. between you two? Mm, no, he no. But, uh, he said he was interested in me, but I didn't let it go anywhere because um, he was with somebody at the time. So I'll just say that. It's very noble of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm convinced, but, uh, but I'll believe it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun talking to you. Yes, very fun talking to you as well uh, in Stranger Company. Be on the lookout for us, thequackdeck.com, at quackdeckpod on Twitter, facebook.com, slash quackdeckpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us if you can spot Susan in any scenes, and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quick and dick!